0: Hello, this is Gloria make and you're listening to IGOsian Airwaves. Welcome back to IGOsian Airwaves, the official podcast of IGO Global. We talk about student ministry, we talk about life on mission, we talk about a lot of things, and we interview youth ministers from time to time so they can speak into that but and, and we got some good ones but today we've gone to Mount Rushmore the Mount Rushmore of youth ministry one of those four statues up on that mountain would definitely be this guy he doesn't want to be called the Ricky Cabot so we'll just call him Rick Cabot for for the day but like we are so excited to have Rick Cabot join us all the way from Brownwood Texas Coggan Avenue Baptist Church Rick welcome to the show
1: Hey, it's good to be with you. Uh, been looking forward to getting to talk with you and visit a little bit.
0: Oh, man, I'm so pumped. Uh, uh, you know, there's a bunch of things we could talk about because you you really are. I'm not I'm not just being silly, like you're a guru in youth ministry. How long you been doing youth ministry now, right? I've been doing youth ministry about 38 years, just yeah. 38 years. OK, I, was, I, yeah. I thought I thought you had a, some experience. I, I didn't know you were just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. and how long how long at Coggin Avenue
1: I've been here at uh for 32 years at Coggin. Sweet. Yeah it's crazy isn't it
0: Man that that's greatness like <laughs> I I don't know about greatness It is greatness like the the curve right like what is the average stay of a youth pastor at a church you know like it's 18 months or something like that like yeah, I think thank so. thank the lord for Rick Cavett and Grant Byrd you know or that would be like <laughs> four months you guys are helping pull it back and man that's that's one of the reasons i was excited about having you all just seeing your faithfulness over all these years bro it's like you're you're an example of what faithful ministry faithful service looks like and i'm so so thankful for you in so many ways
1: well, oh, I praise God for that. I, I enjoy what I do, Lance. I I think that's one of the things that keeps me going. I enjoy what I do. I, I think I'm still effective at what I do. Yeah. And uh yeah, I get up and I uh, I look forward to going to work every day. And yeah. even after a long time, I'm uh excited to think what God may do today. And of course, Wednesday night, you know, it's my favorite day of the week to get yeah. to connect with students and teach and see them worship play non-square in the air together and you know just uh we just have a great time on wednesday night pointing you know students to the lord
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah i love that and I, obviously i'm not the youngest guy around either like i've been i've been doing this for a few years and i sometimes i can't believe i'm still speaking at youth camps at this age but i also kind of tell people like i finally I finally feel like I might understand teenagers now that I've survived a few in my house and stuff. Like you just kind of learn, like the generations change, but teenagers are, they're pretty much the same. And your experience helps you. I know it helps you. Very cool.
1: Well, we've raised a couple of teenagers too. And youth ministry changed for me after I had my own children in youth ministry and walking through that. You know, I think when you're in youth ministry and, Uh, You have your teenagers of your own. Uh, I'm a little more understanding of what parents have gone through, what they're Mm. going through, challenges, no matter. I've got two great kids, but you still, everybody's going to deal with the teenage challenges as parenting and so forth. And Yeah. yeah, it definitely does give some insight that I think that helps in working with youth and not just youth, but their parents and the families.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we, we agreed that we would talk about what what it looks like to be called the ministry for this generation today. And I'm, I'm really excited. The the truth is we could talk about a lot of different things. You have so much experience and we will need to have you on again down the road and maybe talk about some other things. But I I really felt like that was a pressing topic. Uh, We'll get into that in just a second. And I'm so excited about hearing, hearing what you have to say about that, because you've In your situation you're in a college town you get to mentor a lot of college students who are like looking towards and considering vocational ministry and so i know you're gonna have a lot of experience to share with us in that but i don't know if you're a listener of our podcast Rick, but we do rapid fire questions at the beginning and these aren't questions that you can prepare for because we don't tell you what's coming like so we just need to do a little segment here and then we'll get into the real meat of the content. But this is this is for the audience that really knows you well, that's out there listening. So first rapid fire question, and I'm, I, I promise I'm gonna be as nice as I can, but the first question, <laughs> and, and on our show, man, we, we, we like to do our resource. So multiple research, multiple sources have reported that you are widely known as the golden child. <laughs> and I need to know why that is. Our audience needs some uh,
1: Tim Skaggs, uh, my former pastor at Super Summer. I'm not really sure why he called me that, uh, but he started that. I think it's because I'm I'm a little more quiet, and uh, maybe I'm considered a nice guy. And so I get the term golden child, by the way, I hate that. <laughs> and when Mike Martindale calls that, he knows that gets under my skin. So, yeah, I, I don't, I've got that name, but I do not like it. So there you go.
0: I can see why compared to Tim and Mike Martindale, you would be considered a nice guy though. Like that's very easy to see. Yeah. <laughs> no comment on that one Yeah. speaking of mike martindale uh or lazarus whatever we're going to call him these days (laughs) that's right i saw him recently and I i have this plant outside my window that i'm looking at and it like every winter this plant i'm convinced it's dead like it dies every winter and i don't do anything to it i just like well whatever my daughter ran it over in her car one time and every spring it comes back to life stronger than ever so i named that plant mike in honor of because that is true that guy he is he's been through a journey for sure yes great
1: all brother. right
0: we won't we will not i will not refer to you as a golden child thank you <laughs> too much more um <laughs> Uh, Number two, can you confirm or deny the reports that you once repelled from the ceiling into the auditorium at Super Summer?
1: Uh, It was my first repel ever, and that is true. (laughs) And Mike almost landed on top of me
0: coming down because I didn't move out of the way. (laughs) Was this like just for fun or was this a part of Super Summer? Like why were y'all rappelling into the auditorium? Well, uh,
1: we do introductions for the introduction meeting called um, Cloudburst.
0: Oh, yes. Cloudburst. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And so we do that. And we thought every year we try to do something fun that would get their attention and just have fun with. And Mike said, hey, why don't we rappel out of this? Speaker chamber didn't have speakers anymore, but it had just a little uh, screen over it that would open up and he goes, Hey, we're going to rappel out of that. I said, (laughs) I've never done that. And he said, well, you're about to, so, so we did it. He taught me how, and we practiced once. And then we did it in front of a thousand kids.
0: Harden Simmons, right?
1: Harden Simmons. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. That I, I, I'm very sad. I wasn't there for that. That's really awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We had fun. It was good. I've heard of things like, you know, you guys doing the stomp dance or whatever, oh. <laughs> uh, but like repelling into the auditorium. That's, that's one I hadn't heard of, and that's, I
1: would do it again. Stomp, not going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only the old school super summer people even know what that, that refers to, but that, oh, was, goodness. that was my first year to ever speak at super summer. When y'all did the stomp thing, Yeah, I was, I was at Harden Simmons. And with mm-hmm. mercy, me of all people yeah, doing worship—that's yeah. some crazy stuff. Okay, so number three, this will be the easiest one, maybe. It, it's not gonna like not gonna make you upset anyway. Uh, I've had John Davison on, who's a youth youth used to be a youth pastor, now he's a college pastor, and he was a green school student at Howard Payne when the squirrel ran across the green school uh and during sam perry's worship set and they all got kicked out um i've had nick watts on and i couldn't get him to stop telling stories um about super summer uh, he told one about him stabbing himself accidentally with scissors in his leg or whatever i like Nick's i was crazy. there yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i don't know if you remember richard covington uh but I he do. was a, he was a college roommate of mine and i walked into super summer and he was on stilts and he came over to give me a hug and i moved out of the way and he just fell on the floor <laughs> there's so many like you're you're a super summer veteran like that's how i got to know you you've been a leader in so many different ways at super summer do you have like a do you have a favorite funny crazy story from super summer or can you narrow it down <laughs> anything uh, you can share safely with couple. the rest of the world
1: uh, there's a couple that probably shouldn't talk about today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I figured that,
1: but there's one, we were doing super summer back in the Baylor days. And, uh, for our welcome booth, we thought, uh, we're going to get scaffolding and we're going to do a, a zip line that all of our, our people coming through would climb up on the scaffolding and zip wow. line ground. It wasn't real high. Uh, but they had to hold on. They weren't, you know, harnessed in or anything like that. They just <laughs> held on. Well, this this one person got on there, was zip lining in the handle that they were holding on to, broke. Oh, and no. they fell to the ground and broke her ankle. <laughs> oh, welcome to super summer. Oh. And she was a trooper and she still comes and stays at our house. Uh, she's a Howard Payne grad. And wow. Um and yeah, she was she stayed. She went to the doctor, got a boot on her ankle, and wheelchaired around the rest of the week and was a team leader all week long.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. it's crazy. This yeah. These are the stories that I, I tell people. This is why Chuck Flowers retired so early. Like <laughs> the youth ministers were constantly uh, giving him reasons to retire early that's so awesome zip lining mm, yeah, yeah that's really good or maybe
1: yeah. the room the best room ever when mike martindale changed his green school room into a jungle yeah and they had uh yeah just looked like a jungle in there they had mist go on and yeah, yeah i remember that yeah, yeah
0: martinale went all in on his room he did room. he
1: was he was the king of that for sure
0: yeah i i think he went became an assistant director just because he ran out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> look i gotta get out of here yeah jason brown who knows what jason was gonna do if they kept, kept uh, that going so
1: <laughs> that's right
0: yeah we I I told uh, Nick, Mark, no, we need to get you guys on like a joint podcast around the room and just tell super summer summer stories for like an hour and mm-hmm. then send them all to Chuck and see what happens. Like that would be that would be a fun podcast for sure. We
1: could share a bunch.
0: Well, send uh, send Mike a text later and thank him for uh, helping me with some of those <laughs> questions, <laughs> you know, he was involved in that. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, let's get into it. Um, okay, I I emailed you, and basically I I said, hey man, I would love to have you on to talk about students and this call to ministry, and I and I said it for for this number one reason is like it seems to me like that's not happening as much as it used to happen. I, I don't see it as much. I don't. I do a lot of camps still where it doesn't even seem to be an emphasis at camps, you know, where the camp directors are not saying, Hey, we want to, we really want to push that. Um, it just seems like a problem. I, I I hear from churches that are trying to hire people and they're having a hard, harder time hiring people in youth ministry, children's ministry, or whatever. It just seems like maybe there's something that we need to talk about with this next generation, that they're not seeing a clear path to that. And I thought, man, like I said, with your role at Coggan your longevity, your faithfulness, the fact that you've mentored so many students towards ministry, I wanted to have you on. And I thought it'd be cool. Like, let's start with your story. How, how did that play out? Because when I talk to people about their, their call to ministry, everybody has a different path. You know, some people talk about surrender. Some people talk about call, Some people talk about desire. You know, like what? What's your story? You've been in this for 38 years in youth ministry. What's your story? How did How did God lead you to that point?
1: You know, I I had uh, a small church out in West Texas in Seminole that I grew up in, and our church really uh, was intentional about bringing a youth minister in. Hmm. And uh, I think from seventh grade to my graduation, we had four youth ministers and uh none of them stayed very long but they all had an impact in my life Hmm. Uh, they'd take us to camp we would do small group bible studies together they would get us involved in in ministry opportunities in the church and i did hear that it wasn't uncommon to go to a camp or you know hey as a part of the invitation it would be salvation but also are you considering, uh, you know, a call to ministry? Right. And, uh, a lot of people, I believe received that call maybe at a camp or at a church service. It was just common. That was a part of the invitation. And as a result of that, when I was 17 years old, I just people in the church were asking me, Hey, do you feel a call to ministry? Um, I was sensing that in my own life and, uh, it was affirmed through other people and, uh, we were in a revival meeting. Uh, we had this family called the Cruz family okay. and, uh, they, they did all the music and they did, uh, the preaching and so forth. And I just, you know, I don't know what God, but I know you're calling me hmm. and I just, I just answered that call I'm saying, God, I don't know what it is, but I, I know that I sense a call to ministry. And uh, and then I pursued that, went to Wayland Baptist University. Uh, I preached a couple of times in high school, and I thought maybe it was music. And I went to Wayland to do music. And uh, after doing a semester of music and stuff, I go, no, nah, I don't think this is it. And I went and served uh, that summer. I went to Kansas, and I served with a guy that was doing music and youth in Topeka, Kansas. And I had the opportunity just to really intern with him for the summer, and uh, it was during that summer that I thought, "Man, I like this. I enjoy it, and I feel like I connect." Even though I wasn't very much different age-wise than the students, uh, God just used that. I went back the next summer and was uh, the summer youth minister that with the same uh, youth ministry he was pastoring now in Pratt, Kansas, and I went and I. I was the point youth minister for the summer, and it was that summer that God just confirmed, yeah, this is what I need to be studying and pursuing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and after that, I was always involved. Uh, I volunteered at First Baptist Plainview, did a mm-hmm. discipleship group, got involved that way. And, and just the rest of the summers, I just got involved in doing student ministry in some way. And some of that was under mentorship. Some was, is just, okay, I just dove in and I'm going to figure this out kind of thing.
0: Sure. Did you go right from Wayland into ministry full-time? Did you uh, do seminary or no. anything like that?
1: Yeah. I went to seminary after okay. I, after I graduated from Wayland, uh, went to seminary, but I, one of the churches I'd served with in Seminole um, The education minister there went to Granbury and he started a church, a mission church, and he knew I was going to seminary and he asked me to come and visit. And that's the only church we ever visited. And they asked me to share my testimony and I became a part time youth minister at Lakeside Baptist Church in Granbury. Yeah, And uh, I served there the whole time uh, while I was at seminary. We'd drive down on weekends the first two years. After the first two years, we moved to Granbury, and then I commuted to seminary a couple of days a week. So it was about a five-year process of finishing sure. seminary, but um, man, being in a mission church was hard, Yeah. but God taught us so much. Don't want to do it again. Uh, it was rough, <laughs> and it was a challenge, yeah. uh, but we learned so much uh, during those five years.
0: Yeah, Right. Yeah. You you probably know I, I helped start a church six years ago. Yes. And I was at a dinner there the other night. This guy was asking me about it. And he said, Wow, you started that church. And I said, Yeah. And he said, Would you do it again? I said, No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't start over right now. Like that, that's good uh, stuff. But you do learn yeah, a lot. You do. Sure. you
1: do. A lot of challenges.
0: I love, I love all that story, the like the Abraham type of element sounded like to it like you know I'm ready to go and I'll God will show you uh mm-hmm. and then how you just started exploring different options that's a really cool picture because mm-hmm. i you know I, well, I didn't put this on the questions I just wonder sometimes if, like you know in high school now they have to pick a major and it's yeah. almost like we've put this pressure on students to know what they're going to be when they're in ninth grade And there's so much exploring that's a part of this that just has to be a part of this, you know, like maybe I need, you thought maybe music. I didn't even know you had that skill, Rick. Like I need to hear you sing sometime, but um, (laughs) there's so much that you were just exploring and walking through and getting experiences that weren't, you weren't locked into anything. Just Mm -mm. Opportunities and saying yes, which is Mm -hmm. so much of what we want to teach students. So there's an opportunity in front of you to say yes, see what God does with it. That's really, really cool.
1: You know, Lance, I had a youth minister, his name was John Carey, and he was there when I graduated. And he said when you go to when you go to college, you need to find a church hmm. that you feel like God leads you to and you need to tell the youth minister there, I'm willing to do if you need me to clean toilets, hmm. you need me to do anything, I'm will, I just want to serve. And that was great counsel and advice that I got as a, as a young man going is to say, man, just go and plug in and serve. Don't, don't go and just to be fed all the time, but get plugged in and serving. And especially if you're going into ministry, you need to find a place to serve. And that, that was wise counsel. And I just followed that. And the Lord used that, you know, to speak.
0: That's yeah, that's great. Love your, love your story, man. Thanks for, thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that. I know that informs how you how you lead students even to this day. So I I mentioned this in an email before, like our audience is kind of, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different people. Uh, when I say a lot of different people, I mean, out of the 11 people that listen to our show, there's a lot of different kinds of people. <laughs> um, there's yeah. students, I go students that love I go and they listen to our show. And then there's youth pastors and that we're trying to help, you know, we're trying to partner with youth pastors to help them, mm-hmm. you know, raise their kids up. To live out their faith and share their faith. So, if you could just talk to students for for just the first part of this, let's say there's students listening that are like, maybe, I, maybe God's calling me to ministry. Maybe, maybe they're just exploring that. Maybe they're in high school, college, and they're they're seeing ministry. They're seeing things in front of them. I mean, what what do you say to a student right now who's not like you? Like we just talked about, they're not hearing this all the time. Maybe. Uh, at camp or whatever, but they've thought maybe God might be calling me into vocational ministry. I think it's like, how how do you discern that if you're a student? Uh, what what would be your next steps in exploring that? And maybe what what are some resources that could really help them? Mm-hmm.
1: I would say, first of all, one thing that we try to do is everybody's called to serve. Everybody mm-hmm. that is a born again believer as a giftedness from God to use that gift to bring glory to the Lord, to reach make disciples. And I think it's just very clear that we teach all, you don't get an out because you're not in vocational ministry. You're all called and you're all gifted to serve in the body of Christ. Hmm. And I think, but there are those who are called to be pastors and ministers, uh, worship leaders. I mean, there's a plethora of opportunities to serve vocationally. And I love what you do in your calling to missions and training students in missions. And I would just say, as you're serving, your first step is just use your gifts. And I think God will begin to reveal to you if that giftingness is going to be, you know, I want to do this full time. I, I want to make disciples and I feel called to teach or preach. And I think if you have the some of the giftings that you have, I think are vocational giftings, if it's preaching, yeah, probably there's a good idea man if I, I have this calling or longing that I want to preach, uh, you know we have students that want to do Bible studies and they'll get together with their friends and they want to lead. That could be an indicator that maybe, you should at least consider because of my gifting that I have. I think every every youth uh, group, I would say to youth ministers, that at some point in time, we need to teach about gifting uh, and what my gifts are and how am I going to use those. Uh, and I think from that, if I have certain gifts, I think that does give an indication that maybe this could be used vocationally.
0: Yeah. So that... <laughs> You're right. Churches don't teach us enough. Mm-hmm. Churches will teach you that you need to be serving, but they don't help you figure out where your best place to serve is enough. Like, I, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not talking about other churches. I'm talking about my church. We say, yeah. like, hey, come serve, but yeah. we don't help people figure out where they need to. And youth can serve. Students can serve as all the way down to middle school age. They can serve in, in our churches, but to help them figure out that just helps them yeah. discern. All that process so that's a that's a really practical next step um for them Mm -hmm. what what kind of conversations do you think students should have with youth youth pastor pastor leadership in their life if they're thinking about ministry
1: I, I think the first thing is just talk with your ministers at your church and ask them, Hey, you know, this has crossed my mind. I don't know. Uh, you're not committed to go into right. vocational ministry if you have conversations. And I want to, I think that's just important to clarify because I, I it's a little scary mm-hmm. to think about going into to ministry for several reasons, uh, but I would say just talk and hear stories. You know, I love it when kids will ask me, hey, tell me about your story. How are you called? And we have a student that's an A&M right now that still, he's kind of struggling, but we've sat down and we've had several conversations. Hey, this is my story. This is how I was led into that. We have the question, should I go, you know, and study something else to have something to fall back on? Mm-hmm. Should I go to, a you know, a, a university that's going to help train me in ministry? I think just have those conversations. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I would say to them, as you're having those conversations, be open. Mm-hmm. Just have an open heart that if you sense that, don't fight that. Uh, And I would say for the reason ministry can be tough at times, but ministry can also be a great joy and blessing. If God has called you, every job is going to have ups and downs. I don't care if you're a coach, if you're a teacher, if you're a lawyer, you're going to have good days and bad days. Ministry is the same and, and don't fear it because of something you've heard or something you've seen in the church Uh, but just be open to it.
0: Mm, That's yeah, that's really good. Cause I, I do wonder if students are more reluctant these days because they see it looks hard, you Mm. know, like I think when I was growing up, I didn't, I didn't know what my minister was doing (laughs) on the regular day. You know, I didn't, I didn't see that, but now Uh, because of social media or whatever, I can see everything that they're doing, you know, so it looks uh, harder. Right. and I, I wonder if it's reluctant you know and whatever you've seen in your church that has scared you off of that doesn't mean it's going to be the same for you you know no so. there there
1: are you know i've served we've had problems and issues at our church but i love my church i love the people i work with you know there there are some people that i but i've butted heads with over you're just you know over the time here mm-hmm but again, that's going to be in anything you do. And it's, I think you just learn, how do we love, how do we work through conflict? But I would just say having an openness to a call to ministry, because if God has called you, he's going to help equip you and he's going to help see you through those things and challenges that you'll face. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, resources, Mm-hmm. Students exploring this, even thinking about this at all, what, what kind of resources would you point? Yeah, to?
1: knowing we were going to talk today, yeah. I'll just I'll show you a couple of books. This is a book that's really good uh, that uh, sometimes we'll give this to a student, read it, and then we'll discuss it. It talks about what does a calling look like? You know, how do you know you're called and some of those things. It's a great resource.
0: Can you, Rick, can you uh, tell us the name for the audio for yeah, and the author. Uh,
1: it's Jeff. I think that's org. Is how it's pronounced.
0: Yeah, I O R G.
1: Uh, yes, yes, is is God calling me? Is God calling me? And it's and it's really a small book. Yeah. It's an easy read, but definitely for someone that's considering, that's a good one. And then Grant Bird and Rusty Willington have compiled a book called Ready, uh, and this is a really good book too. That. A youth minister, if he's got one student, if he's got three or four that are considering, it's a workbook uh, that they can put in the hand of a student, or if a student just wants to go online and purchase a book, it it'll take you through some things that you can write down, questions to answer, and I think it gives it just really gives some good clarity on uh, maybe God's calling me, and I think it would help you process that for youth ministers, and for teenagers both.
0: I love those and, resources.
1: And every chapter has a, a youth minister or minister that has been called to the ministry, and there's a one-page testimony of their call, and sometimes those are good to read and, and good to hear.
0: Yeah, those other stories are so encouraging. That, yeah. That's great. And I know that, you know, we, Grant Bird's been the purple school guy at Super Summer yeah. for so long. I know that's yeah. a passion area for him. I, I, I'm going to have him on the podcast in December because he's mm-hmm. on sabbatical right now. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to make this a one-time deal. Like I think this is a real deal yeah. that we need to be talking about in uh, youth ministry. And so having you and Grant and Corey Libram going to mm-hmm. do one for us on that. And maybe I need to reach out to Old Rusty.
1: Since yeah, he'd uh, be great. Is he yeah. in hard
0: pain still? Yeah, he is. And yeah. he does a
1: lot of the youth ministry classes, Most mostly that for the master's and undergrad in youth ministry. And he does a great job of directing and helping students at Howard Payne process that.
0: Yeah. I, really I'd, good job. I'm glad you uh, mentioned that resource because I, I need to reach out to him. I probably need to come to Brownwood and meet with him and then take you to lunch. So uh, that, that'd be a good plan. I'd <laughs> love that. Be good. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk to youth pastors and student ministers, you know, youth pastors are college ministers, you know, a lot of college ministers were really in that, in that time, but what, do you agree with me? First of all, like, I don't want to just assume you agree that this we're seeing less students explore the call than we have in the past. Or is that just something I'm seeing?
1: I agree with that. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. Okay. So as a, as a minister, Working with students, what what can we do about that? What do we need to do about that? How do we how do we address that, and and then help cultivate students in this in this area?
1: Uh, Lance, I would say first of all, I think maybe maybe this is true, is that some youth ministers feel like if they talk uh, to students about this, well, maybe I'm pressuring this or mm-hmm. whatever. Talking about it is not pressuring anyone, Uh, bringing this up pretty frequently. Grant Rusty and I talked about this in a meeting a a few years ago, is that uh, just laying that out there, uh, letting people know that, hey, maybe this is an option. Uh, We're not talking anybody into this. I think it's okay to talk to a student that you see a giftedness. You know, have you ever considered this? And that's not pushing anyone or making anyone pursue it. But I do believe, you know, people in my church growing up saw a giftingness or giftedness in me and they asked me about that. Yeah. And that didn't force me into youth ministry, but it affirmed what was already going to here. I think when we see people that have that gifting, uh, that I think that would. This may be a possibility that you should consider. I think it's good to ask them that and talk to them about that. Well, and maybe you should at least pursue this and and think about that. So I think having conversations, we our Sunday school lesson this week was about Jesus calling the disciples. Well, and so I spent a little time in the opening just talking about, you know, Jesus called disciples. And maybe some of you maybe have a calling uh, to vocational ministry. Yeah. And, you know, as you study this lesson, that should be something maybe you should consider today. And so I think when those opportunities come up uh, that we need to talk about, I think when we go to camp, you know, a lot of our camp pastors never even ask that question anymore. It's true. I think when we call a camp pastor in, hey, as a part of your invitation, I think at least one of the nights, maybe two of the nights that, hey, just throw this out there. Uh, We're not forcing this, but I think we need to be asking that question. Because who, who are going to be our next pastors? Who's going to be the next worship? Now, worship leaders, there's tons of those guys because <laughs> okay. yeah. they love playing guitar. Right. And the, it's a very visible music. I'm going to be in front of people kind of thing. And so I, I see a lot of that, but not everybody that likes music is called either to, mm. to worship leading. But I, I would say youth ministry, maybe counseling. Uh, there are a lot of possibilities that maybe you have a gift and a passion about, and you should consider using that within the church setting.
0: Mm-hmm. I see Matt, what you said at the beginning there is so good because we are scared to push kids. Like, we don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna point them in a direction that they're not seeing and then they, you know because i'm the mentor they feel this pressure to follow that but it's almost like we've gone to the other side of that right like we're so scared to pressure them that we don't do anything and you know we we need to we need to feel like it's okay to push them Mm -hmm. and and encourage them and know that that line is probably a lot further away than we think it is Mm -hmm. uh my, my my story is norman flowers came into my town He was my youth pastor. Yeah. Uh, my my last two years of high school. And ministry was not on my radar. Like that was Mm. nowhere. (laughs) I would never I would have laughed at you. And what Norman saw was leadership. Mm. And then he started seeing passion for Christ. And he put it together. And I mean, he walked up to the line. Like he He signed me up to teach a senior adult Sunday school class. I didn't want to do that. I told him I wasn't going to do that, but he already put my name down. Yeah. He had me at Super Summer. I never heard of Super Summer. He wanted me there because he he was pushing and seeing what God would do with that. And it was totally fine. I didn't feel like Norman pressured me into ministry. And I preached my first sermon because he signed me up for Youth Sunday. It was a whole seven minutes long. It was horrible. (laughs) um, I remember those. Oh man. Yeah. But like he, he saw something in me that I hadn't even seen. And then he just, he gently pushed, you know, like he, we just, we're so scared that we're going to pressure kids that we don't have the conversations with them. And, and you're right. Like having that in front of them at youth camp. Cause I, I think a few years ago we started, it's like, we started saying, Hey, ministry is not a higher calling than anything else. and yeah. And that's so true. But we have to have both. We yeah. have to have people trained and ready to equip the mm-hmm. front lines, lawyers, doctors, nurses, teachers, all that. Like, we have to have both to do this. And if we if we don't have the ministers in the backgrounds training them up, it's, I don't know what the church is going to do. Right. So yeah. there's going to be a void.
1: Yeah. And we have people calling calling all the time. Hey, do you know of someone that's doing youth ministry or? Yeah. They're they're looking for not just anybody, but they're looking for someone that has a little bit of training, a little mm-hmm. bit of experience, and and so forth. I, Lance, one other thing I would say, I think there are a lot of youth ministers that have had bad experiences, mm-hmm. and I would I would encourage a youth minister if you've had that uh, to be careful to not let you be hesitant of of encouraging people to mm-hmm. consider ministry because you've had a bad experience. Yeah. And, and my heart grieves for those who have gone to churches and who have had bad experiences for one reason or another. But don't let that hinder you from uh, challenging students maybe uh, to go into uh, vocational ministry.
0: Yeah, it, it can so easily hinder you yeah um, but on the other side of it you can help them you can help them yes. go on with their eyes wide open you know? yes yes uh, use your
1: experiences yeah, yeah. To, to help make them better
0: yeah because you, yeah. you said it a while ago mm. just like any job you have good days and bad days yeah this is just this is a this is a job but there's a calling to it and so there's a reward that that comes with that that's intangible you know like and so mm. it is worth it you know like it's right. just like the following jesus is hard but it's worth it and being in ministry is the same so yeah i i know there's lots of guys in generation or two before us that or maybe our generation would kind of called in naively you you know like oh, this is going to be awesome i get you know whatever it is i get to be on that stage you know the worship pastor Uh thinks this is going to be so great well it's not as glamorous as it looks Mm -hmm. but man it's so worth it and you can help them um yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's great so now you're you're you also teach at Howard Pain, right? You, you teach classes there. You still do that? I randomly oh, okay. uh, that I do. I haven't in a while, okay. uh, but I have taught
1: some classes there. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're just you're in the middle of College Town Youth Ministry. You've been involved in Purple School yourself. You've been involved in Super Summer, which is leadership development. Like, there's so many different things that you have your path was like mine. Let's go to, I went to Dallas Baptist university. I went to seminary after that. That was the, that was the path back then. Right. Like if you want to be in ministry, you, you go get you a degree and then you go to seminary and then you come out and then a church will look at you mm-hmm. and and that path is still out there, obviously. And it's still mm-hmm. a good path. There's nothing wrong with that path. Right. But it definitely seems like there's other paths now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other ways to do that. Do you see that? Do you, do you have any like words of wisdom if students who are trying to figure out, well, mm-hmm. how do I do this?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I still think that's a good path to, yeah. I think there's a little bit of fear. What if this doesn't work out? Mm. Uh, what am I going to have to fall back on? I think that's a legitimate question or, uh, to consider that for me, Uh, I knew I was called and I'm going to go train. I'm just going to train and I'm going to pursue this kind of, uh, not have anything to fall back on quote. Uh, but God's going to take care of you no matter what doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It could be difficult, but, uh, I just jumped in. I knew, I knew I was called. I would say for a person who doesn't, maybe they're still considering as they go to college, One thing I would say is go intern somewhere, Mm. Uh, find a place where you can be under someone and you can intern. We utilize quite a few interns in our university and youth ministries and uh, which gives them opportunity to serve to be under someone who's been in ministry for a while, Mm -hmm. that you can go in and you can fail and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in and make mistakes, but you're going to have somewhere that you're not the point person that you're going to take the hit for that, Uh, that you've got someone. I, I I wish I had Dan who mentored me in Kansas was invaluable. Uh, just sitting under someone, you can ask questions that will help you, that will warn you, that will hold you accountable and help you in that process. And I I would just say, whether teaching a small discipleship group, volunteer, paid intern, whatever it is, I think that is a legitimate path these days, Mm -hmm. uh, to know if you're in college and you're not sure, and you're going to go get an engineering degree, go serve somewhere. We have two of our high school seniors that are AM and m uh, they are driving 30 miles because there's a church in Navasota hmm. that needed some college kids to help with their youth ministry. And man, I was just, when they told me you're driving 30 miles, I thought, how long will that last? But they've committed for this semester and they're doing that every Wednesday. And I thought, and both of these guys are not going to AM for ministry Degrees obviously, but they're still maybe is God leading me to do this? But even if they're doing engineering or what they're doing, they're serving, yeah. and man, that just makes my heart glad. And I know God's going to bless them. So I think that's another path uh, getting under the leadership of someone that can help you and that can give you an opportunity to go in, serve, maybe even fail at times, pick you up help you in that process and we do that here a lot and we and we've sent a lot of kids out to go and i think they're ready to do youth ministry when they leave here yeah and some go on to seminary and and they do part-time work just kind of like what i did but others will go and they're ready and equipped and they've got enough experience they can go and serve somewhere
0: oh so good because if you're a student out there and you think maybe i'm i want to explore this like you don't have to get paid to do it Go volunteer in Navasota. Go like yeah. Go. go. Yeah. There's a church that would love to have yes. students that relate to youth. You're so close to their age. Come under them and help them. And mm-hmm. that experience is crazy. It's it's mm-hmm. so you know if you can find somebody to let you lead, mm-hmm. which you know you you're familiar enough with Igo and we have that that leadership yes. internship overseas, yes. and yes. that's all it is. We're letting students lead. Mm-hmm. And they're going to mess up and we're going to pick them up and say, no, you yeah. can do it better. And like, when yes. you give students real stakes in the game, they learn and then they figure out, man, I may be called to this. Mm-hmm. So on the other side, youth pastor, if you don't have a budget for an intern, don't be afraid to ask people to volunteer.
1: We, we have a couple of paid interns, but yeah. we also use volunteer interns. And typically the volunteer interns are a little bit younger. Yeah, And when our others graduate, we move them into that slot. Perfect. and uh just see if they're willing to serve and uh and we'd love to pay every intern of course we we just don't have the budget to do that but also most of the jobs in the church are volunteer
0: right right yeah. right right get them serving yes yeah man <clears throat> this man this is so helpful um mm-hmm. i i love the fact that student pastors who are trying to figure out how they would even do this can listen to this and hear from you on that like these are the questions I wrote down, like anything I didn't ask you. You're like, oh, man, I really want to say this before we're done.
1: No, I, I just would reiterate, man, when it, whether you're called to vocational ministry and you're graduating or you're in high school, uh, serve in junior high ministry, yeah. uh, serve children's ministry, you know, the BBS when they need people, uh, make, make disciples, if you are a uh, you know uh, you've been going to the church a long time and you've been faithful serve somewhere don't don't wait till you go to college or something else get in there and help and uh, let God use your giftedness to have an impact on a younger student and and God'll bless you and you'll enjoy that and you really can make a difference in helping maybe a junior high student or a younger student navigate maybe what you've already walked through just a couple of years ago. Uh, God never wastes anything that's put in his hands Mm -hmm. as Rick Warren says. And I love that. And I agree with that. And just trust God, put your life in his hands and trust him. He's a good father Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to bum you out. He doesn't want Mm -hmm. to wreck your world. He wants you to be a part of the kingdom And it's going to be for His glory, but man, He's He's just a good father. And I sit here and I could think of of of, of tons of things that are difficult, but I also think a ton of things that God just blesses my heart. And you just heard a couple of recent stories. We have another young lady that's at DBU, and she's before she even went, we're connecting her with people Mm -hmm. where she can use her giftedness she's a great worship leader hmm. and she's already plugging in makes makes me excited yeah. you know she's in there getting after it and serving
0: oh man that's so good that's why i wanted to have you on man i we can mm-hmm. tell stories after stories yeah of people yeah. you've mentored and point in that direction that are serving faithfully and it's because you know we i know it's because of god and his faithfulness but but he's using you bro in lots and lots of ways
1: hey can i say one more thing?
0: Why not? I'll say this:
1: is if you're listening in today and you have never sent one, someone with IGO do that. I think another thing that will help your student if they're considering a call to ministry is go and serve with IGO and be involved in a, in a mission or something locally that IGO does, because that's going to be a good opportunity. And it's impacted some of our students that have done that, uh, in the past. And I would definitely say, get involved in that. Uh, Lance didn't pay me to say that. I just, it's just true. <laughs> and the last question I have to say, uh, is it going to be North Carolina or Duke this
0: year? It's always Duke <laughs> always. You know this, you know, don't make me start calling you the golden child again. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for saying that for sure. Like we, we love partnering with churches and guys like you to help students own their faith, live out their faith, share their faith. And, and we've had, you know, we have a lot of students. I tell people all the time, our end goal is not students serving on the mission field. That's cool. Yes. But It's, it's having students serving the church, either in ministry or serving the church as a faithful member of the church. That's our end goal. And I know it's y'all's end goal. So we yep. love partnering with you on that. So thank you, you for bet. saying that for sure. Yeah. Rick, I know you're a big hunter. You got like all kinds of uh, trophies all around you. And so I'm going to try to find some good music to close this thing (laughs) out that'll make you proud when you listen to it. But let me just say thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast, sharing your insight, your wisdom, your experience. But bro, thank you for being such a faithful servant of the Lord and mentoring and discipling and making disciples of so many you've impacted generations and it's not because you're old it's because you're faithful bro and i really really appreciate it
1: and i praise god Uh, i just thank the father for the opportunity to serve
0: yeah thank you for being on the podcast yeah have you on again and uh yeah man if you need anything let us know
1: yeah look forward to the next time